time flies when you're having fun, apparently. This is the fifth episode of Dirty Mike and the Boys podcast. Somehow we haven't been kicked off wherever you get your podcast, so I'd say that's a, a success so far for us. Um, I mean, to be honest, I also didn't expect us to be able to construct a, an agenda as thorough as we have the last, you know, four episodes. So I'd say we're doing pretty good. Um, as always, here with Colton, Devin, and Eric. How we doing, guys? I think we're doing pretty good. And we're doing pretty good. Doing <laughs> awesome. <laughs> What's that from, Colton? Isn't there? Um, oh, uh, Jeff Dunham. Jeff Dunham. Yes, that's right. for the day. He's like, how we doing? We're doing pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> He's my favorite. Oh, I love Peanut, though, too. Peanut's great. We're off to a roaring start. It's always something new for us to start with. Uh, I like the I like the originality. Um, so today we're gonna touch base on a couple different things. Uh, we're gonna take a look at the World Series. Um, they're through. You know, they just started with the Dodgers and the Rays, so they're through a game. Uh, we're gonna go over our launch of the week last week. Um, hint, hint, pretty good. Um, we'll kind of cover the Thursday night game of this week, which. Again, looks like an absolute dumpster fire, like normal. But we'll 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 get to that. Um, and then we each kind of give our start and sit options for the week at all four of the main positions. Uh, and then we end with uh, Eric's famous segment, and we go through our lots of the week. And unfortunately, we also have Bachelorette talk. So, oh yeah, let's the get into it. Time of the day. Um. World Series, uh, Rays Dodgers. Uh, so the the two top seeds from each league made it in this year, which not common. Um, I, so I thought that was kind of interesting. Uh, the Dodgers took Game One eight three. Uh, Kershaw got the win. He actually looked like he normally does in the regular season, not like the playoff liability that he commonly has. So that's sort of be encouraging for Dodgers fans. Um, on the Rays side, Glasnow just did not look super strong. Um, four and a third, six earned, six walks, eight strikeouts, 112 pitches to get through that. I mean, that's it's not great. Um, Ray's bullpen needs to not be counted on as heavily as it normally is. Um, and unfortunately, they had to carry the load um, in the first game. So hopefully uh, from here, the rotation can kind of pick up some slack. Uh, any big takeaways from what you guys saw so far? Um, well, Kershaw got in a pretty bad jam in the first inning yesterday, so that could have easily have gone the other way around, where Glassnow could have settled in, but it looks like Kershaw was able to figure it out. But I think all the re- all, all the rest days that the Dodgers didn't have, like the Rays got 48 hours and the Dodgers only had 24, so they're going to have to do a bullpen game in game two because they don't have anybody to throw out there. So I think the Rays have a really good shot to tie it up tonight. I mean, that's that's what they're going to have to count on. Obviously, the Rays are well-known for using their own bullpen games during the season, so hopefully their their calling card is what gets them back into the, the series to tie it up at 1-1. Um, I'm going to go through some kind of projections that we had for the series. Um, Eric, you kind of... You were one of the ones who actually went with one of the shorter series this time. I did. Um, I I decided to take before 
uh, and again, this this came through, or I made this selection before the series started, but I took the Dodgers in five, and then we each took an MVP as well. So we'll we'll give you our MVP as well. Uh, and I took Cody Bellinger as MVP. Um, he hit the go ahead home run in Game Seven of the NLCS, and uh, I he's just the kind of player that you just know will come alive in this type of scenario, and it's already proven true. Uh, he hit another home run uh, last night. I think he has a great series. I think Dodgers take this uh, quicker than people think. And Cody Bellinger's MVP. Yeah, he he opened the scoring for the Dodgers in the bottom of the fourth, two-run bomb the center field off Glasnow. They're trying to get the the scoring started. Um, Devin, you kind of shared the same idea, but you thought someone else in the Dodgers would take home the hardware for them. Yeah, I I uh, I picked the Dodgers to be to win in five. Um, I think that uh, it, it was kind of a toss up between Bellinger and uh, Mookie Betts, but I think Mookie Betts uh, is going to stand out a little bit more in this series. Uh, I think I think that um, him joining the team this year has definitely sparked his play a little bit more, and obviously you could see that as of late. But, um, yeah, it's going to be a toss-up between Bellinger and Betts, but I, I think Betts barely pulls out with the MVP. So, Yeah, he uh, he also had a, a home run last night, solo shot to to push him up to 7-1, to one, I believe is what it was. Um, and that game was out of hand already in the, the bottom of the sixth inning. Um, I also took the Dodgers. Um, I added a game on, so I thought they would, the, you know, the Rays would, push it out to six games. Um, I actually had Justin Turner um, taking it. Um, you know, I think Betts, or, or, yeah, Betts and uh, Bellinger are obviously the the quote-unquote sexy pitch to make um, because they are the headliners for this team. Um, but I think that's why Turner excels in this series. He doesn't have to worry about being pitched around uh, because, you know, Betts leading off would get the they'll kind of have to work around him. Bellinger, you know, kind of in the the five to six hole, roughly. Um, there's a lot of power in the lineup, too. Uh, you know, we got Muncie in there, Will Smith at DH. Um, I just think Turner takes advantage of the situation and uh, gets some hardware. Um, Colton, as he likes to be a common dissenter in our sports takes, um, you're kind of thinking a little bit of an upset here. Yeah, so a couple episodes ago, I talked about how I, whoever won the Yankees and Rays series would win the World Series. So I feel like if someone was paying attention, they would call me out on it. So I felt like I couldn't change my mind on that one. But I, I just think the Rays have enough pitching to slow down that lineup. Um, and the pitchers have only gone maybe five innings max on every outing. So they, or they're rested. They're ready to go. So I think as long as the offense comes alive the rest of the series, I think they can um, pull it off in seven. I think Randy and Rosarena has been a monster in these playoffs, so I just think he'll, he'll continue that trend, um, and he'll be the MVP. Sounds like you just want a little justification for uh, the Yankees losing to the World Series champs, but we're going to let that one go. No, no, that's, that's not it. I, I just think the Dodgers also have a way of choking. I think that's, oh, that's, also, that's also a very good point. I think a lot of people don't want the Dodgers to win for various reasons. And I think the Rays are an easy team to get behind. They're kind of that low payroll, 
draft and develop team that you don't commonly see get to the the pinnacle in baseball. Um, so it'd be really cool to see them take it, take it all the way in what has been a, a season suited for a team like this. Something uh, the the little guy can root for is I I feel like that's what the Rays team is. Yeah. Yes, Devin can root guys. for the Rays. That's a good point. Yes. <laughs> wow. Okay. Short jokes already. <laughs> hey, I, I got a little something for you later in the show, Mike. Don't All worry. right. All right. Um, something we did not come up short on is our locks of the week last week, though. We uh, second week in a row, four for four. Um, so I took the Steelers over the Browns in what ended up being not even close of a game. You know, they're, they blew them out. The Browns looked overmatched. That defense just sent Baker Mayfield in a body bag to the sideline. Um, he did get hurt. Um, that's what they're labeling it as, why he was pulled in the second half. Um, we'll see if he gets the start. Next week, Case Keenum is a very serviceable backup, but the Browns look to be trending in the wrong direction, which they commonly like to do after a fast start. Um Colton took the Giants over the Washington football team and based on a botched two-point conversion at the end of the game, I believe, um, Giants were able to secure their their win on Sunday. Um, that was a lot more of an interesting game than probably was expected of two basement dwellers of the NFC East. Um, what a nightmare. You know what though? I, we're gonna get to the the Giants and the the East in a little bit, but I I think that division just needs to be they need to be relegated to the minor leagues because they're just atrocious. Um, Devin played Homer this uh, past week and took the Bears over Carolina. Um, their defense was able to slow down uh, Teddy Bridgewater and Mike Davis just enough to squeak out a win on um, in that game. And then Eric took the Lions over the Jags in a matchup of two highly underachieving teams that made for a very interesting game. Um, so we all uh, we all made, got our locks, you know, this past week to come true, and uh, we'll throw a couple out of you at the end of the show to hopefully continue our our impressive streak. Um, sticking with football, uh, we're going to move into Week Seven preview for Thursday night. Um, Another just absolute barn burner on the docket for Thursdays. I don't understand why the league has to continually schedule underachieving teams to play on Thursday. Like, are they trying to corner the market because this is the only football game on and they know this is team where, you know, people will tune into it? I, I, I don't really understand the thinking process here. It, it's bad. It, it's, it's, I, no offense, Colton. Uh, <laughs> it's really bad. Uh, I just, I, th- I think what Tampa Bay and the bears were on Thursday night football. And that was probably the only one where I was like, yeah, let's go. It's, we also it's said the good. same thing about the Bengals and the Browns game. And that was pretty exciting. That's fair. Uh, we, so we did let's give it a shot. It's probably going to be terrible, but let's give it a shot. We did get robbed of the Bills and Chiefs uh, this past Thursday, so that would have been probably the best Thursday matchup of the week of the year. Oh, good point. Okay. So, unfortunately, with you know COVID kind of rearranging the schedule, we were not able to get that game on Thursday. But nonetheless, we'll we'll move forward. Um, so Giants and Eagles. Uh, currently, 
Um, Phillies four and a half point favorites. They opened as seven and a half. I'm not really sure what the three point difference, you know, came from. Obviously, you know, Sanders and Ertz com- combination being ruled out for the game could have something to do with it. I don't know if that's enough to justify a three point swing. Regardless, Phillies got the field goal plus one and a hook. Um, so we'll see if that holds true or not. Um, over and uh, over under is uh, 45 at this point. Um, they're not even given a hook for the over under, which is interesting. It's just a flat 45. So um, it's kind of a, a game that sounds like the, the betting, you know, people don't technically feel like there's much of an advantage either way. So it's kind of gives you an advantage right there with how, without having to worry about the half point. Um, we'll start with Colton since his, his team is invested in, uh, this Thursday night game, um, offensive problems for both sides, but which team do you think struggles the most on that side of the ball? I think the, I think the Giants offense is worse, even without all those weapons that Philly has, which is pretty sad (laughs) that that's what it is. Um, so Darius Slayton is good to go for Thursday. Sterling Shepard is still questionable, but other than that. Who, they don't have anybody on offense, and the, Daniel Jones is a turnover machine. So unless they can move the ball, I, I still think the Eagles will win this game. Could this be uh, Evan Ingram potential game that he actually shows what he should be in that offense? Um, I'll kind of touch on this more later, but the way Jason Garrett uses him, I I don't think like he's had a good amount of matchups where he should have had his breakout game by now it just it just hasn't happened so it'll be one of those i'll have to believe it to see it you know i just see it to believe it type of deal fair enough i think <laughs> you have to believe it first i want to believe it to see it <laughs> i think um i i think this this game could either take the approach of you know first to 10 points wins or it could be a shootout where defense is ruled illegal in the first quarter and they each put up 40 points I think the defenses are surprisingly both pretty good. It, it, it's it been weird, especially for the Giants. And again, I don't like to necessarily rail on one side more than the other in this aspect, but I think that offseason signing James Bradbury has been one of the more underrated acquisitions in the league or in the offseason. But I think he's he's become, you know, he was obviously good in Carolina, but he, he was a great needed addition for this really bad secondary. Yeah, yeah, it was much needed, for sure. Um, on the other side of the ball, uh, Eric, you're kind of looking at the the impact of not having both Ertz and uh, Miles Sanders out there. Um, do you foresee Boston Scott actually turning in a worthy appearance as the starter? Obviously, he didn't in the first chance that he had. But do you think this is a little bit different? Sure. So it's a division matchup. And you have to believe, well, it's like the big coach mantra, establish the run. Uh, they want to do it every game, but especially in these division matchups against rivals. Can the Eagles get it done? No, I don't think so. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't think they can get it done. Um, I, I lean on the side of they will find ways to shut uh, Boston Scott down. and. Uh, both in the run game, uh, even if he is involved in the passing game, I, it's not going to be enough, I think, to to save fantasy weeks uh, unless he finds the end zone somehow. 
but the Giants give up the 13th most fantasy points to the running back position. So they're middle of the pack. Uh, and Boston Scott, he played week one and was given the starting opportunity because Sanders was out and didn't take full advantage of it. So I I hesitate to believe he's going to do much of anything this game. According to Football Outsiders, Giants are the 32nd ranked offense, 17th best defense, and 6th best special teams. And Philly has the 28th best offense, 19th best defense, and 18th best special teams. Again, nothing really jumps off the page there. Their offenses are atrocious. Like you just said, Eric, their defenses are very middle of the pack. Special teams, we're not even going to worry about at this point because it's a punt fest most times they have the ball anyways. But I think a big wild card for that Philly offense, because like you said, Eric, if they focus on shooting, you know, shutting Boston Scott down, they really don't have to worry about anybody else. But I do think that Travis Fulgham could be a potential wild card to keep this Eagles offense afloat. Um, you know, targets got to go somewhere. They're probably going to be throwing the ball a bunch, especially if the defense focuses on Scott. Um, so I think him, potentially Dred Ward, um, those two are going to be, you know, put under the spotlight and Wentz is probably going to target him a bunch. So if you're looking for low floor, high ceiling kind of opportunities, I think Fulgham is your guy. Um, Deshaun Jackson could possibly return this week. He's still kind of putting in some limited practices. Jeffrey's been ruled out already. Um, so if you're looking for a potential, you know, early fantasy play Fulgham could be that guy if you're willing to take that lottery ticket like i'm being forced into into one of my leagues um devin kind of overall approach do you really think there's any positives that can come out of this game besides the fact that they need to schedule thursday night games better um so what's crazy about this matchup is both of these teams are still in the hunt to win the division because the Cowboys are trash right now. And, I mean, just that whole entire division is trash. But um, to kind of go back to your point you made earlier about the whole Thursday night games, um, I, I'd almost like to, to see them try to – I don't necessarily, like, logistically think that they can flex games to Thursdays, but at least try to try to pinpoint the matchups, like, a few weeks ahead and be like, okay – like these teams are going to actually put up a good, a good game versus having a, a, a toilet bowl so to speak with, with um, <laughs> the Eagles and the the Giants this week. But yeah, and then on top of that too, I, I I'd almost like to see the schedule almost just go back to Sunday Mondays or even try to do like a Friday night, Sunday Monday sort of thing, because I I just to me personally Thursday nights just it's random, you know. But that's just my take on that. I think so. There was a conversation a while back when college football was kind of on the precipice of not going on. Um, they had talked about flexing, you know, Friday through Monday to try to take up those empty slots. Um, but obviously, college football is back, so that's not an option. Um, so yeah, I think they're kind of just stuck with what it is. I get what you're coming at in terms of with the the flexibility with the games. Um, but this is what we're used to. This is kind of what we know. And uh, I'm assuming we'll probably be stuck with this kind of schedule for, for a while now, which, hey, as long as football is on, we're not too unhappy with it, right? 
Right. Considering what's been going on this year, I'm, I'm definitely grateful for any sort of sports going on. So. Absolutely. It's been a nice, nice outlet for, you know, a little release to take your, your mind off of stuff going on. Sports ball. Um, before we get into start sit options, um, we want to for sure make sure that we recognize the excellent um, decision made by good old Eric Nelson last week to take the over in Stefan Diggs's fantasy points uh, in the game against the Chiefs last week. The line was set at 12.5. Eric took the over. Colton took the under. And if I'm not mistaken, that over was hit in the first half, correct? Close. Uh, I think it was at like nine, nine and a half in the first half. And and I thought he was going to just skyrocket over. I think he ended up around 16 or something. So I it, it was a good line, I think. And uh get to do a little uh, happy day. Flex on Colton, which is not something <laughs> I do very often. <laughs> Shot for me. What, Shot uh, for you. What's on the what's on the docket? Have is this a, an error chooses or is this a whatever you have kind of thing? Um, probably be whatever we got. Eric was one for me for our Jonathan Taylor, uh, Joe Mixon bet earlier in the year, so we'll figure it out together. Yeah, right. we'll we'll do one together. And I, even if I were choosing, I wouldn't make him do anything gross because I'm I'm a good friend. Bunch of Nancys I'm hearing. All right. Also that. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we're going to move on to our start and start, starts and sits for the week. Way too many S's. Starts, starts, starts. Yeah, I got to put my dentures back in. Um, so I'm going to kick this one off. Um, so I'm going to give you starts. Um, start with quarterback. Uh, I think Matthew Stafford um, against the Falcons is a really underrated play this week. Um, everybody knows how bad that Falcons secondary is. Uh, they're still fighting through some you know, defensive secondary uh, injuries. They finally earned their first win. Um, Dan Quinn's obviously out. Um, but this this game projects to be a shootout between two Dome teams. And regardless of who wins, I still think Stafford can put up one of his vintage, you know, throw it 50 times, 350 yards, three to four touchdowns. You know, one of those real barn burner games that can really – Give you a big boost on Sunday for fantasy. Um, running backs, I'm going to go out on a bit of a limb here and say that Le'Veon Bell deserves a bit of a sneaky start this week. Um, he obviously is not going to be in any sort of a big volume role uh, right off the bat in Kansas City. Um, I was talking about Colton earlier this week, and uh, the the thought process is that CEH is going to stick as the lead back there, which is good for those owners, which also happens to be Colton. Um, but Bell's got that, that RB2, RB3 flex value starting as early as this week where he could vulture some, you know, some passing game work while CEH just focuses kind of on the, the rushing aspect. Um, they play Denver. I think you know that defense is no slouch, but I think Bell could uh, could showcase his skills in his first game in a divisional matchup that uh, could surprise a few people. So um, I, yeah. I'd like to try and find a line here if you have him as a start. So would you start him over Boston Scott? 
Y- Ooh, I yes. got a few for you, so I want to try and find a solid line. Yes. Would you start him over Boston Scott? Would I you, would. Would you start him over Philip Lindsay? Melvin Gordon's projected to be back, so yes. Would you start him over Adrian Peterson? That one's tougher because Swift took a good chunk of carries and passing work last week. However, AP still had the majority of carries. Um, I would start, I'd probably go AP because it's a higher, safer floor. Okay. All right. Fair enough. I I think think that's a pretty good line. I think Bell is a bit of a volatile pick, um, but I definitely think if you're in a in a pinch, he could be a good option for you. Um, receivers, I'm gonna go back to that Atlanta Detroit game. Ridley or Calvin Ridley, Julio Jones, take your pick. Obviously, they're big names, um, but they are phenomenal, phenomenal options this week in a dome game. Um, and then tight ends, I'm gonna I'm gonna take Waller, uh, the Raiders. Um, Obviously, Tampa is coming off that really impressive victory over the Packers, um, and they shut down that offense. But I think Waller is still that target monster who who will eat. He'll get his work from Carr. Obviously, they can run the ball very efficiently, so they have that balance. And I think uh, I think Waller will he'll still get his his catches in there. Um, Colton, you got some sits this week. Yeah, I'm going to kind of go back to that Eagles-Giants terrible game. Um, Don't want really a lot of pieces of that game, so I'm going to sit Carson Wentz. All his key guys are out, Um, and I'm sure Travis Fulgham will see his good share of James Bradbury, so that'll take away that main weapon for the most part. Um, So unless Deshaun Jackson comes out of nowhere and has a good game, I just can't see a lot of points coming up from Carson Wentz. Um, on the other side, Devontae Freeman, he's not used in the passing game. Philadelphia shuts down the running game. Not really confident in that. Are um, you starting him in more plus matchups? Like, would you start Devontae Freeman in a more plus matchup? I realize the Eagles. You Yeah, yeah I would defense. maybe consider it if you're in a pinch or if he's playing like the Panthers, someone who gives up a lot of running yards. But I would say he's maybe like RB30 at this point. Like the Giants still use three running backs yep. every okay. game. So he's definitely the running back one for the Giants, but he's still not. I don't think he's worth playing unless you're really in a pinch. Um, so wide receivers, um, Henry Ruggs. I don't think Tampa Bay is going to give up a lot of receiving yards to him. Um, Carlton Davis will shut him down. You see what they did to Aaron Rodgers last week. That was pretty ugly. So I, I can't imagine Henry Ruggs doing anything against that defense. And then Evan Ingram kind of mentioned this earlier. Jason Garrett is trying to use him as Jason Witten. That's the way they have their offense. Like yesterday on the first play, he got a 25-yard catch. And then since then, he finished with two receptions for nine yards. So like, they just don't use him as a deep threat. They don't put him out wide anymore. I just he's not gonna give you the production unless he gets in the end zone. But those are my sits for the week. Eric, what are you, what are your starts? Yeah. So my starts this week. Um at the quarterback position I have Justin Herbert. He is home against Jacksonville. Uh 
man, I, I really like watching this kid play. He's fresh off a bye and just had a big game against the Saints. And uh, his fantasy points so far this year, 23, 15, 24, 27. Uh, big games there. Uh, reliable. He's going to give you a safe floor. Jacksonville is not a stout defense so far this year. And I Justin Herbert passes the eye test for me. Uh, he looks mm-hmm. good when he's throwing the ball. Uh, he moves well. Uh, like he, to me, he has very similar, uh, you know, he appeals in a similar way that Joe Burrow does. So he, he passes that test for me too. So I think he's a very solid start this week. Do you have um, a game in mind that you think he hits that rookie wall? Um, so after the Jags, they go to Denver, host the Raiders, at the Dolphins, host the Jets, and at the Bills. Do any of those upcoming matchups kind of scare you? Oh, uh, that last one, the Bills, I mean, their defense is just, it, it's a good defense. Uh, so can't be ignored there. I'd also be hesitant against, uh, surprisingly, against the Dolphins. I feel like they've been, uh, they've been serviceable on defense. Um, so I'd be a little bit hesitant. That's more of a gut feeling there. But uh, other than that, I think he, you can just line him up and play him. Uh, especially if Mike Williams stays healthy, which he never ever does, and uh, and Keenan Allen, and those are two oh, really really Keenan good ones. Uh, <laughs> do you have a beef against Keenan Allen? We we don't need to get into it too much, but yeah, I started him and scored a touchdown, which is great. But then he got hurt and never saw the field again. From then, I so, think could be better. I think the uh, that matchup you're talking about against the Dolphins in Week Ten would be super interesting because it'd be Herbert versus Tua, Ooh. as it currently looks, and I think that would get a ton of national attention, especially since it's. Um, it looks to be a mid-afternoon game as of right now, too. That could potentially get flexed based on how you know how the the other games are. But I think that would be super interesting to keep your eye on. It probably will, and we probably won't get it on our televisions here in the Midwest. But I would love to see that matchup. Uh, my running back start of uh, Week Seven is David Johnson against Green Bay. Uh, you can start most running backs against the Green Bay Packers. Uh, they are awful against stopping the run. And, Trash. Oh, all right. Yep, he can. He's allowed to do that now. <laughs> I can't say anything. Uh, Damn right, I am. <laughs> uh, he just put up thirteen point nine in PPR. I watch him closely because I have him everywhere. <laughs> no, no, no. You, <laughs> was, you don't have him anymore. You have an unhealthy obsession with him. <laughs> hey, hey that, it's just a, he's a no. That's back. more accurate. You can't. You cannot deny that. <laughs> no, I can't. Um, and so, uh, yeah, he he's he's serviceable. He's gonna give you a safe floor. So if you need a safe floor uh, type of play, uh, he's your guy. I also feel like this could definitely be the week where he finally breaks off a piece of that Kit Kat bar. Um. <laughs> And yep. and run for this. So. <laughs> no copyright. <laughs> oh yeah, uh, does not sponsor our show. Um, yeah, and that offense is looking better with Grandpa Cornell uh, at the helm. So, 
uh, yeah, uh, David Johnson for running back at wide receiver. Uh, I'm going to pick Marvin Jones against Atlanta. We're all taking pieces uh, from the Detroit Lions against the Atlanta Falcons this week. Uh, and I'm going to call the breakout game here. He always has one or two of those games where Marvin Jones just pops. And he's been so quiet and just a super dud all year long. This could finally be the time where he where he breaks free. And Atlanta just allowed Justin Jefferson to uh, have a big week against them. So I think uh, two two interesting points here, and you can finish your, your explanation about that, Aaron. One, everybody's taking pieces of this game except for Kenny Dalladay. Oh yeah, I, I think he's just a must start every week. Uh, I do. Fair too. enough. I think so too. Um, but the second thing, so I want to ask you between these three quote unquote washed up veterans, who do you think rest of season is a better option? So Marvin Jones, AJ Green, T.Y. Hilton. Yikes! Oh, who do the Colts play this week? Oh, not just this week. I mean, like the the whole rest of the oh, season. Rest of the season. Who finishes uh, higher? T.Y. Hilton, AJ Green, Marvin, Marvin Jones. Jones. Finishes higher. I will go. Marvin Jones. Because I because I believe like a three touchdown game is coming, and he's got the talent and the speed to do it. Um, T.Y. Hilton, I just don't. I mean, he might get there through just consistent work, but he's got to stay healthy, and that Colts offense has got to show more dependency on him than they are. And AJ Green is AJ Green, so <laughs> I'm I'm picking Jones there. I'm curious, what do you guys think? The there was three. an interesting stat, I think, about Hilton that said ever since Andrew Luck retired, he has not had over, I think it was 90 yards in a game. Yep. What? Yes. Yep, I saw that. That's astounding to me. Oh. Yeah. yeah he, he, no. is, he is far from the guy that he used to be. Colton, what are you, out of those three, what, what are you picking? Um, I think AJ Green, he kind of broke out a little bit last week. I'm... By no means going to put him in my lineup, but out of those three guys, I think he is the best option to store on your bench. Absolutely. I think, you know, obviously it looks like Tyler Boyd is the guy in Sin City. T. Higgins is getting a, a real nice rapport with Burrow, um, but Green definitely had a good week last week. Devin, between those three, who, who are you picking? As, as as much as it pains me, I I have to say um, Boyd just because no that, that because he of, wasn't an option. He wasn't an option. <laughs> or, excuse me, um, Green. There Sorry, you go. Boyd's right. In. <laughs> Trust fine. me, we would all take Boyd if that was an option. No yeah. questions yeah. asked. Yeah, we right. No, I I was I was thinking about my current fantasy lineup right now. Um, no, I I I don't know. I just. I've had Green on my team this this year, and I I haven't seen the production as much as much as I'd like to. But um, after last week, I, I think he'll he'll pick it up. So I think that's fair. I would go with Green as well. I mean, I you cannot trust Hilton. That India Indianapolis offense, their receivers are just not they're not there. Um, it runs through Jonathan Taylor and Philip Rivers lights his checkdowns, and that just doesn't really fit into Hilton's repertoire. Um, so yeah, I think Green is the the better option to finish the year. Um, I agree. I agree. Eric, your tight end start. 
My tight end start is Dalton Schultz of the Dallas Cowboys against the Washington Redskins. Oh, shoot. Uh, hey, you pulled a me. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so uh, he just had uh, four catches for 35 yards against the Cardinals, who are notorious for not being good against the tight end. Um, but I, it's it's Andy Dalton's first game uh, starting, and you know a primetime game in which. They really turned the ball over a ton and didn't have a ton of chances to actually go down the field and score. I think that uh, Dalton Schultz is a good play this week. And any time that I see a change in quarterback, I look to see them rely on that big bodied option that they can go to in a pinch. And I think... Big boys. Yeah, big boy, big boned uh, Dalton Schultz. Uh, for the start this week, he's actually not that large for a tight end. Well, he's all tight ends matter, Mike. <laughs> Devin, Devin, I'm curious, who are you sitting this week? We don't want to forget Devin this week, since we almost yeah. did last week. Hey guys, no, 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 no. Hey guys, no, no. don't forget me. We didn't. Eric did. <laughs> yes, Eric did. It's not the host's fault. It's Eric's fault. No, uh, it's, it's definitely the host's fault. Damn it, Mike. Yeah, damn it, Mac. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, all right. On a serious note, I'm going to go with my, my quick sits, as I like to call it, um, starting at quarterback. You've never <laughs> it called it like that you're before. Taking a dump. You've never <laughs> called it your quick <laughs> sits before. <laughs> yes. Well, you know what? I'm, I'm going to start a new segment, okay? Called Devin's Quick Shits of the Week. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Perfect. <laughs> Uh, okay. Um, right, let's move on with your crappy tapes here, buddy. Hey, keep her moving. <laughs> okay, at quarterback, um, I'm going to sit Cam Newton this week uh, against the Niners. They've allowed uh, the ninth lowest passer rating in the league, and um, the lack of production in that, that lineup, it just doesn't make him a favorite in my eyes. Um, and that kind of ties into my wide receiver that I have sitting this week, and uh, Julian Edelman. Um, the only issue or the only, uh, thing that I would see making him a, a good start is just the rate, the rate of targets he may get just because he's one of the more reliable receivers out of that lineup. And then, uh, at running back, I have Kenyon Drake. I hate to say it, but the show has come and gone. Uh, I, I think that Arizona goes back to Edmonds and getting him, uh, bulk of the carries and I then find that to I, be really interesting especially after his dallas game performance i know he obviously I, wasn't in the passing game that was Edmonds, but like he showed probably the most burst hitting the holes this week than i've seen so far this year yeah i mean granted that was against the cowboys but i i to me personally i think it was a one-hit wonder type type of event so I don't I don't necessarily foresee it happening unless they uh, unless Arizona plays another Cowboys style of defense the rest of the year. Colton loves but... to hear that. <laughs> yeah, I love me some Kenny Drake. Oh, poor Colton. Uh, anyways, moving on to tight end. Uh, I'm gonna say Eric Ebron this week. 
I swear, I've I've had the worst luck with him fantasy wise this year, and I, I don't know why. It, it's almost as if the tight end position hates me in fantasy. But um, I think with Schuster and Claypool and uh, you know the Steelers receivers, I I think that they may they may get more targets this week. Um, but then again, Eric Ebron, you know the the Titans defense that they're going to face this week. They've, I mean. They've given up a lot of passing yards, especially against the the Texans this past week, and 335 passing yards. So, but I don't know as far as luck wise goes. I don't I don't trust Eric Ebron this week. Do you see Cam Newton against the 49ers or Big Ben against the Titans putting up a better fantasy production this week? Um, I would see Big Ben. Honestly, I think it might be a shootout type of game, almost like with uh, the Texans and Titans last week. I think that's Agreed, fair. Jeff. Agreed. I think that that Tennessee defense, I, th- I believe they've allowed oh, 200 yards passing in every single game this year. And I think that's something that Big Ben could easily contribute to with his weapons. Um, so, yeah, I think that's that's the the better play of that is. Obviously, a decision that you know someone in this podcast may have to make this week in one of their leagues. Um, so, figured I'd ask the the question just in case they really needed to know that. It's me. Um, <laughs> so, that's kind of it for our starts and sits. Um, hopefully, that kind of gives you guys a look into what to expect for you know your lineups this week, making some tough decisions on some opponents and whatnot. Um, so. That's kind of that. Um, Eric, you want to go into your favorite segment of the week? Sure thing. Welcome to Gardner Minshew's. <laughs> Don't laugh at me. <laughs> Whenever you laugh, I laugh, and that just doesn't work. Welcome to Gardner Minshew's Potato of the Week. Uh, this week, I have selected Dodgers player. <laughs> Cody Bellinger, and I selected him because... Are you a robot with how you are talking? <laughs> Stop it, Stop it Mike. Damn it, Mike. Uh, Damn it, Mike. <laughs> uh, I selected Cody Bellinger this week in the NLCS Game 7. He hits the what turned out to be game-winning home run. Uh, the go-ahead home run in the 7th, uh, monster shot. And he uh, goes around the bases, tags home. All's good. All's great. He goes up and he does that thing with with the other player where they go up and they like do an arm bump and they're like all cool about it. Like, yeah, I just hit a home run. And then he popped his shoulder out of the socket and he like dislocated it. And then he's like, tell like, yeah, I dislocated my, my shoulder. Like, and then he like popped it back in. I don't know how he got it back in. Thankfully, they never showed that part. But <laughs> Cody Bellinger, you are a potato because you got to be careful, man. This is this is this is not the time nor the place to be doing said behaviors after hitting a home run. And uh, yes, you you did it. You are the big hero, but you're also the big loser for hurting yourself. Come on, get it together. 
I, I think you used like nine different voices to, to describe that. He went from like robot to school kid in like five seconds, pretty much. <laughs> um, I think it was it was kind of funny to see him celebrate after he hit his home run in game one, where he just like tapped everybody's foot, like when he went through the dugout and like when he got to the dugout. So he was having fun with it. But yeah, that's uh, that's not something that you want to mess around with, especially when they need you the most. If you don't take safety seriously, I don't take you sa- seriously. That's what I, I don't take say. you safety. I don't take you safety. <laughs> uh, Devin, sticking with baseball, um, you you want to you want to give your nomination out for the week? Yeah, the Braves blew a three-one lead. Bunch of potatoes. <laughs> what no, is they, Atlanta? I swear it's it's like a. It it's like a curse has just been bestowed upon Atlanta, man. But I I tell you what, like they had so many opportunities to close out that series, and man, just blows my mind. But then on top of that too, my my other potato of the week is the Rays. Yes, the Rays. I know they made it to the World Series, but they almost blew their three one lead. Three zero lead. Or three zero lead, excuse me. <clears throat> but to to the the cheaters, of course. Uh, I was really happy that they beat the cheaters, but yeah, they uh, they almost cat farted that one up. <laughs> cat fart. Yes, they they all they almost fucked that one up. I agree. <laughs> Yay! Yes. Hey, um, watch your language. Hey, you. There's, there's kids. There's kids listening to this podcast. I really don't. I hope not. <laughs> um, hope not. <laughs> so, um, my pick of the week is going to the NFL um, because I just, for some reason, and I, I couldn't tell you why, but I just love to pick on the Bears. Again, no real reason why. I don't really have any evidence for it. It just kind of happens on a weekly basis. Mm-hmm. Um, so, first quarter, um, Bears were driving down the field, and this was, you know, they were in the the red zone, and the sequence happened where it was the Bears took a timeout because they wanted to change up their play. They came out of the timeout, called a play, rearranged it at the line of scrimmage, earned a delay a game, which is horrendous out of a timeout regardless of the situation. Then they reset five yards back. Then Carolina called a timeout because they didn't like their defensive formation. And then the Bears scored a touchdown on that same drive, like either that play or the next play. It was like perfect NFL season kind of like it encapsulated into one sequence or like they have a plan. They're going to carry out the plan. There was bumps in the road and they eventually got to their goal. And it just, it, it blew my mind. I just, it was so all over the place. I, I couldn't believe it. <laughs> the bears. The bears. Um, Colton, do you want to give your your nominee of the week? Man, Claire Crowley is bonkers. Can you give a background <laughs> for where this is coming from, so, though? Yeah, so this is The Bachelorette, if you haven't seen it. If you need cheap entertainment, there it is. So, if you haven't seen this before, in the first episode, all the gentlemen walk out of the limo one by one, and they introduce themselves to The Bachelorette, and then they go in the mansion. And then it's The Bachelor, obviously, it's the later on. So anyway, this dude walks up to her, does the same introduction, and then he goes inside. And she goes, I think I just met my future husband right there. Like, 
what? You just met him for like 30 seconds. Are you bonkers? Freaking weirdo. <laughs> you are bonkers. Claire you bonkers. You freaking potato. <laughs> she was crying. She was crying and everything. She's like, that's him. She's cray. I I have no addition to that. So we're going to move on to lots of the week. I got no, no actual content to add to that. Um, lots of the week, hoping to go four for four. Uh, Colton, you want to start us off? Yeah, so I'm going to take the easy one this week. I'm going to take the Chargers over the Jaguars by 10. Devin? All right. My favorite segment of the show. So... I'm picking the Texans by 10 over the pack. You want to know why? It's because the pack's defense got exposed. I'm going to expose you next week when you're wrong. (laughs) (laughs) It's going to be a shootout. It's it's not going to be a close game. It's going to be a shootout. I'll definitely take a bet. Want to do a bet, Mike? What do you want to have to do? Well, okay. Losing so like if the if the Packers if, win, Devin has to wear a Packers item. Oh no 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 no! I, I do I do a shot. I do a shot. I, I, I you will never see me in Packers gear. Shot bet. Never two. Shot bet. Two shots. Yeah, it's it's two, Devin. Okay, that I, I'll take that bet. So All we're right. doing it where the Packers have to win; they don't have to cover. Is that correct? Yep, just new money line. Okay. All right, perfect. So, yep. all right. I, oh, I and also, also one more thing. Rogers was human <laughs> for the first time in forever, and I was so happy to see that. That's fine. Human still beats whatever you guys roll at quarterback every week. Eric, what's your take hey, for the week? Hey, I, I'd rather win ugly and lose pretty. That's all I gotta say. You would know what that is. I guess. <laughs> all right. Uh, my pick. Um. This is this is these are hard words to say out loud. Uh, now that I get to the point where I actually have to do it, um, but I'm not going to pivot. I'm going to stick to my guns. Yes, uh, <laughs> I'm going to go Giants over the Eagles by six tonight. They're in Philly. Um, it's this is more of a gut feeling, and it's more of a. Uh, a for two teams that are just struggling the entire year it's who can find some avenue to win and and so far i feel like that's going to come easier to the giants uh and defense wins games and i believe in that defense uh so going with the giants over the eagles by six can we honestly think that there is going to be a 500 or above team that wins the NFC least this year. Honestly. Oh no. I think, I think seven and nine wins it. Yep. Wasn't that yep, what won it a couple years ago? There was like two, seven and nine teams. Yep. I believe so. Okay. I, I, it's atrocious. I would take eight and eight. I think a team can get to eight and eight. It's a long season. And what helps all the teams out is that they, play each other which can make for hopefully easy wins but also big time struggle losses yeah one team's going to be able to stack a few together i think as long as they play each other a couple weeks in a row that's the only way they're going to stack wins together 
Exactly. <laughs> um, my lock of the week, I'm taking Atlanta over the Lions by four. Um, I think that barn burner favors the, the Falcons, even though their defense is non-existent. I think their offensive attack still can run the, the Lions out of the building. Um, and I think they're they're willing to to fight for um you know their their interim coach right now um i you know they're coming off of a win last week i think they can make it two in a row and uh take this one um i guess the last segment apparently i've been overruled on this one oh um, my come on is the bachelorette takeaways so you guys can talk for five minutes i'm gonna go put a pizza in the oven and you guys have fun with your conversation yeah, so kind of picking them back off what I said earlier, Claire is just a weirdo. Like, dude, all these dudes need to figure out that she's got the crazy eyes and they need to run. And stri- strip dodgeball from the last episode? What What the heck was that all about? Well, that plus the, uh, the love languages thing. It's like oh, a really cringy. weird... Yeah, it's cringy and it's uh, a weird mix of things. I can't really understand like who she is like i feel like pilot pete you were able to pinpoint who he was um pretty easily but her she's just so all over the board sometimes she's very um focused on me give me attention and give me compliments and then if you don't give her compliments she sends you home like brandon oh oof yeah rough rough day for for mr brandon mr b (laughs) (laughs) poor poor brandon Uh, let's see, uh, Dev, you you only saw the first episode, right? Yes, I did. Well, yep. Well, I mean, you didn't give anything. All, oh, all, I mean. all, all I'm gonna say is, is I, I mean, I haven't seen the episode yet. I mean, Peyton and I will see it tonight, or at least part of it. But um, yeah, I I definitely agree with you guys that she's not a not a very good bachelorette, to say the least. If you had to give a top three of the contestants uh of the of the guys right now who do you think the the top three best chances are oh it's it's dale there's no there's, there's no i don't even need a top three it's, it's just well, gonna be dale it, yeah i was gonna say dale just based on her reaction which was uh, my potato even, of the week yeah <laughs> that was weirdo. Jesus. <laughs> Um, I, I, he is the, the really clear one, I think. Uh, but like the other ones that I like, I really like easy. He just mm-hmm. seems like a, like a cool guy. Um, and, uh, he, he is my sleeper cause, uh, he, he just seems like a guy who's just got it all. He's the kind, kind of bro that you just <laughs> want. He's got it with. all. <laughs> he does. Uh, so I really like easy a lot. Agreed. Well, Mike, any last input you got? I wasn't kidding you. I literally got up and turned the oven on and got the pizza ready. <laughs> That's like, multitasking I, right there. I, I was not going to be a relevant participant in this conversation, so I figured I'd actually use my time well here and prep some food for myself. Hey. So, let's... I, yeah, no, that, that that pizza's all from me. I think I earned it for sitting through that bachelorette well, conversation. Um, but yeah, that's 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 pretty much it. Um, hope you guys have a good rest of your week. Um, 
podcast came out a little late this week. Um, you know, one day later, so it'll be out on Thursday. But we'll we'll stick happy to the anniversary normal... to Devin Payton. Yeah, yep, happy anniversary. Thank to you, Dev thank you. We appreciate it. We appreciate you guys being awesome friends, except for Mike sometimes. <laughs> I have the power to kick you off here. Let's not forget that, okay? Um, I'm just kidding, Mike. We but, love uh, Mike. Just kidding, Mike. Um, just kidding, Mike. So yeah, we'll 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 be coming out Wednesdays from here on out. Um, so this was just kind of a a one week change. Um, so hope you guys have a good rest of your week and uh, stay stay safe. Uh, make sure you get out and enjoy or, uh, and vo- vote. Well, I cannot talk. Apparently, it's time for a beer. Um, and, <laughs> or you had one uh, too many. Or I've had not enough and one too many. Yeah, exactly. Um, and yeah, that's that's pretty much it. So you guys have a good week.